the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. George Brockler with you here on this magical, well, Wednesday, the 10th. We're already in double digits in January, folks. It just seems like 10 seconds ago we were bringing in the new year. Uh, We're at hump day already. I cannot believe that. Uh, I'll, of course, be with you until 10 o'clock, and then they turn it over to the big national guys. Um, You know that I am one who is uh, prone to looking into the history stuff, not because I am super smart on it, but because I am super fascinated by it. Can I just tell you, before I get to the weather portion of this, some of the cool things that happened on this day in history. 49 B.C. I'd ask Billy to predict it. I'm just not sure Billy could predict it. But 49 B.C., uh, Julius Caesar crosses the Rubicon, despite the uh, Senate telling him not to do it. That was kind of a big deal. 1776 seems like a big year. I remember it, at least in history. Thomas Paine published a little something called Common Sense, And in 1946, this may be a positive or a negative, the United Nations General Assembly meets for the very first time in a place called London. Something super cool uh, that took place here in 1999, the debut of, I should have had you cue this music up, Billy, but the debut of 1999, if you had to guess. 99? Oh, I don't know. Are we talking movies or talking TV shows? TV. TV TV shows. Oh, I don't know. 99 lost? I'm not sure. I'm not sure when that started, though. I don't the know. The Sopranos. Oh, Sopranos. Nice. Yeah. I. By the way, yeah. I can't believe it's that long ago. That is crazy to think about. You, oh. you tell me 25 years ago? Yeah. What, what the hell? Dang. I mean, it, wow. it seems like it just ended 10 minutes ago. Like, maybe I, if you asked me to guess, I'd say, oh, it went off the air five or six years ago. I don't know. I, I have wow. no idea what. That is crazy to think I, I know. that long. I know that that's ridiculous, and that song from whoever that band is, that's their, I imagine that's just their one big hit ever. Yeah. That's it. Um, I don't know what it was like driving in, folks, because I'm not in there with Billy right now. Um, it's uh, but... windy. Windy, windy, windy. Yeah. Windy. You know, I heard that last night. Did you hear oh, the wind last yeah. night? Yeah. Yeah, it was. That's it. I mean, it's, it's cold and windy. That's the idea is we've got a storm system moving into the area. So it's going to be windy this morning. You'll probably see some snow later on uh, today in the evening. But, yeah, that, right now, cold, windy. That, that's this is a, forecast. Yeah. this is what the uh, prognosticators at Denver Seven have put out there via your pictogram, Billy, and that is that Saturday, snow on the picture, eighteen degrees. Sunday, ten, <laughs> and then yeah. Monday, back up to fifteen. Holy smokes! Yeah, in the, in the Thorpe report, I've got some more numbers there, and they're they're not pretty. There, there's a little. Uh, I'm a hash mark or a, a minus or a dash or something right before some of the numbers we're going to get. Not pretty numbers. It's yeah. It's, I'd really hope to get out to the uh, National Western Stock Show tonight. Yeah. Though I'll be inside. Uh, got tickets to go see the Avs play. Oh, nice. Stanley Cup champions. And, yeah. and I thought you were going to say I was going to see Shin Yu. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yes. no. They're coming back, and so their advertising no. is everywhere. And so I just thought that I'm sure everybody has been bombarded with the lovely dance and cultural performances of Shen Yu. 
Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. And I think you actually have to download TikTok to go see it. <laughs> I think so. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so they can get in there yes. <laughs> and root around your phone, see what's going yeah, exactly. on. Exactly. That's exactly. Um, no, this is going to be the nice. abs game. But, you know, so I'm talking to Graham. I'd taken Jeff um, a few weeks ago. We went out and saw, we talked about it on the radio. And so I had another set of tickets and uh, going tonight. And Graham's like, oh, that's awesome. He'd forgotten about it. He's like, that's great. What time is the game? And I'm like, well, I'm sure it's at like six or something. Eight. Yeah. Oh, it's at eight. Oh, oh yeah, that's not nice. Oh, yeah. oh. brutal. You you have made a poor decision. I have made a very poor decision. <laughs> yes, you have. It's a school night too, and I'm like, well, oh. yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll um, figure it out. What you should talk about this. This is what you should tell him uh, is uh, this is life training. Because there are going to be moments in your life in which things happen late at night and you have to get up and you have to rally in the morning. Um, you, you could There could be some awkward conversations about things that happened involving alcohol in college, but you probably oh, want to steer no. away from that. Maybe but I, too early. Yeah, but I'm just saying that what we're talking about is that idea that, hey, buddy, you know, you're going to be up late studying in college sometimes. you got to get to that morning class. And you can also talk about there have been times when um, you've been out there doing, you know, when you had a real job, when you're doing the DA stuff, when you got that real job. And, like, how late you had to stay up and still show up at the office the next morning. You can have those conversations and say, hey, this is part of the adulting type of thing that you got to get used to. That expect this. This is going to happen. I'm, I'm interested in understanding the NHL's theory here. And I say that yes. because one team is in Denver, the other team in Vegas. It's 10 p.m. on the East Coast. What's the thought process there? Yeah, that's the idea. Is I, I can't figure out why we are getting um, uh, basically ice hockey and NBA uh, start times at like 8 o'clock at night. And we even saw some of it in college football. And the, the weird thing for me is this, that we know inside of sports reporting, uh, everybody that has been in Denver for longer than a cup of coffee understands that we are flyover country. But we are basically looked at as a cow town. We, we are not a major market. That's why the Nuggets can't get any respect. Um, Avalanche, because NHL is a little bit different. Uh, ecosystem, d- different. They get a little more respect, but still not the attention. We know the focus for the sports world is East Coast. It's New York. It's Boston. It's yep. Philly. It's, well, that's where that, all that's the where big stations live. Yep. That's where they are. And I always tell people, Boston is the only market in all of the United States where a sports radio station is in the top ten. The only Holy one smokes. is in Boston. Yeah, WEI. They're fantastic. But they're the only ones. So it is a focal point there. I mean, if you listen to national sports talk radio, if it happens outside of the the New York Beltway, it doesn't happen. So I'm surprised why the people that are back east start these, you know, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock games for their mm. viewers. I, I, I really I am concerned know. about that. It would, be, it would be easier for me to understand if they were like, well, you know, tonight it's a 4 o'clock drop of the puck. Like, oh, okay, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, okay. That makes that sense. That would make some sense. Yeah, that would. But the late ones make no sense whatsoever. I, I can't imagine that you are growing your audience asking people to stay up after midnight to watch the completion of a game. I can't I, – again, I live in the weird world of international soccer, so Instance. I have to get up, yes. I have to get up at the weird times in order to see the sport that I love. And it is not easy, and it stinks. And, and, and I've experienced it in the World Cup where you have to get up at 1 o'clock in the morning just to see your team play. And that's, it's crap. It does not grow the audience. It doesn't take that young viewer and give them the love of the sport in which makes them a lifelong fan. This is such a bad marketing idea. I, I just – what are they thinking? It, uh, it it's interesting too. You talk about the flyover country. Yeah. 
there's an irony in the fact that maybe one of the greatest basketball players of a generation, uh, Nikola Jokic, plays here where, again, we're flyover country, whereas if he played, you know, if he was a Laker or a Net or something, you can imagine that he would be ten times bigger. And the irony is he doesn't care. Yeah. Just, you in know fact, what I mean? Like he couldn't care less. He's not looking to I go think, anywhere else. He's not looking to blow up yeah. a contract. Dude was like, I'm done with the MVP trophy. Where's my daughter? You yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, <laughs> and I think that that is one of the things that has been fantastic with the fact that he landed here. There are very few places, I believe, in the NBA where he would have been allowed to thrive. If he would have been under that microscope in L.A. or in New York. They were Boston. That becomes really difficult. You get down into Miami, some of those bigger markets, and they're going to want to see a turnaround right away. And, of course, people that watch Jokic's story know that he came in as a real tub of goo. He had no real um, body form or anything else. And the scouts, since he was like 11 years old, said the same thing. Doesn't look like a basketball player, but you put him on the court and, oh, damn. And all of a sudden, everything starts to click. Yeah, and he was allowed to grow here in a way I believe he would not have been allowed to grow in some of the larger markets. And I think that's why he loves it here, too, because, yes, he is a star, but he also has a little bit of escapism. It's it's not the pressure cooker uh, that it is in some of those other markets. I I think that that's why he enjoys it here. And, again, uh, we're ranchers, and he loves raising horses, and he's got that kind of urban, small-town-ish in him. And we've got that here in Colorado. And I think that's part of why, you know, it works so well for him here. There was a a story I read when he was coming up that there's this performance center that they sent him to um, when he was just after his draft. And the, the guy that runs the performance center said that Jokic was the most remarkable person they've ever had come through the doors because they've never had another player who didn't work on basketball. Huh. Yeah, he came in and they had this interview and he's like, no, 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 basketball, good. This, and he pointed at his body, needs the work. And they spent the entire time getting his body in shape for the NBA. And at first, the guy at the Performance Center said, I didn't believe him. He goes, then we went out and we worked on the court for a little bit. And he goes, yeah, you're good. We don't have to worry about this. We don't have to. And he didn't pick up a basketball that, uh, and get on the court the rest of the time he was at the Performance Center training. Some, some of the stuff that he does, it, yeah. it's Larry Bird-esque in its yes. lack of grace. Right? Oh, like yeah. The guy, he, he doesn't float through the air. He's not a Dr. J yeah. or a, yeah. an MJ or anything like that. But this dude just finds a way to throw the ball in the air and it goes in the hoop. That shot from almost midcourt that oh, we did last yes. week was in insane oh yeah and it's like what it's it's the thing where and and i guess people that watched Jokic as he came up and this is talking about playing in ukraine type of a thing where even when he was you know the uh, what looked like the unathletic you know dopey kid on the court that he saw the game he was okay better way to put it he was playing 4d chess while everybody else was playing checkers he saw the court and he saw the moves he saw the advantages before the other players ever even had an inclining and they said started as a teenager and that's kind of what he does he gets on the court and he sees the openings before anybody else does his anticipatory passing is ridiculous i mean it it is better than 99 i don't know how he sees what he sees and how he sees it so quickly yeah you know yeah exactly it's and i love seeing some of the other centers and they come in like yeah he playing him's not 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 fair because no. he plays so differently. He's not he's not the big bruiser. He's not the typical center. And he makes it so difficult. Did you see that spin move he pulled the other day? 
Oh, uh-huh. my God. Left this dude's jock on the court. Um, he's getting up uh, right about, you're saying, on the key. Uh, he's three-fourths of the way up towards the top of the key, a little bit outside on if you're facing the basket on the right side elbow. That's kind of where he's setting up. And they've cleared it out to where he's he's posting up basically at that position. And they've moved everybody else to the other side of the court, and he's got the defender on his hip. And he's, and he's pumping the ball, and he's looking like he's going to go inside the lane. And the defender's going to arm-checking him and setting up really nicely to block that lane uh, very, very yeah. well. Jokic just spins to the outside of his left shoulder, leaves the guy in the dust, and goes up and has an easy layup. I mean, just whoop, gone. And you could see the defender go, wait, what? And he's gone. And you're like, yeah, how did someone that big do that? And you can see, go back, you watch I the replay. Get out, see a Nuggets game. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you watch him, and you can see him set the dude up. You can see him going, he goes, I'm going, I'm going in, I'm going to lane, I'm going to lane, I'm yeah. going to lane. Bye-bye. And you're like, Wow. Yeah, it was so, so, so smart. You knew that Jokic knew what the defender was going to do, and Jokic knew what he was going to do before he ever started engaging the defender. It was it was gorgeous. Yeah, I got, yeah. I got to get out and see the next guy. He's something different. Graham. I, don't, yeah. I don't know if Jeff would like it, but if I could get both boys out there, I would. Yeah. Um, there's some, a bunch of stories and stuff, man, that we should talk about. Oh, I don't want to do it all now, but... <clears throat> People yeah. are pinging us already on some really? of the email stuff here. Yeah, yeah Alex right. already teed us up with one of the stories that I think both of us were looking at, and that was we've got a combination of events. One is uh, Mayor Mike Johnston making some comments about the impact of the migrant crisis on each of the agencies that are going to be asked to tighten their belts. But then yeah, I got on that, that East too. Coast, yeah, that's yeah, good, we'll, that and we'll get there. When we And then when you look at the East Coast, there's a story that's kind of blowing up right now where a school was just told, hey, you're just going to have to go remote because we have to accommodate the migrant crisis. There's some real stuff developing here that could make 2024 extra, extra ugly. And then our buddy Corey uh, texted me in something that I don't know if you saw this. Uh, mm-hmm. I had course, just yeah. seen it on Twitter, but about the Bobert incident. Did you see that? Oh, yes. Yes. The arrest. Somebody got some the arrest bracelets. and it was yeah. not of Lauren Bobert. I know. How surprising was that for you when you saw that? Well, given the given the um the way the story was written and again, shame on the media for one, I one you have to report on the story. That's not the issue, but the way they report on it and then to some extent the unforced error that was the press release and I don't know how else they could have done it better. So when I say unforced error just because of how it turned out, but when you announce a fact that that wasn't in the story and say, I did not punch Jason in the face, instantly people are like, oh, dude, you hit Jason. In the face. You know what I mean? It's oh, like, yeah, exactly. Don't look in here. And then you look in there. And then uh, I, I guess I'm heartened to know that she's absolutely right. I mean, whatever it was they did, they determined that this dude was the uh, the guy that was good for it. And they hooked him. You have to arrest. If it was going to be her, they were going to have to put the bracelets on. But for him, got to arrest him. There is no please come to court on this day kind of a thing. So fascinating development in this. Fascinating development. It really is. And and not what – and the interesting thing that I found about this was with the arrest, and it shows me – and it's a good lesson to go back a couple of days and look at the soft, what I call the soft bias in the mm-hmm. news media. And you can find this a lot. A lot of people look at the overt bias, and that, that that's, to me – less important because it's staring you in the face. This is a real subconscious bias. If you go back and read how many of those stories were written, it gave you the impression that Lauren was the aggressor. And it gave you the impression that she was the one. And that, to me, is a soft bias. 
that's the idea that I don't think the reporter was going out. They're going, I'm going to get me the Boberts. But no, that they instead, um, they didn't push back and they didn't ask questions on that narrative when they were doing it. Like, wait, um, tell me more about this. And it's almost the idea of, and, and you know, you and I are big fans. And we talked about it, uh, Columbo and also the show Poker Face that I've rewatched recently. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's the idea of that character asking the question and then asking the question again and then asking the question a third time but differently, and seeing if the answers line up. And I get the feeling yeah. that some of the reporters in this story didn't do that because I have a feeling they did, oh, there was a conflict in this and that, and so they ran with the idea that Lauren was the aggressor. And, and again, it's so far what we've seen, it looks like that may not be true. So I'm curious about that. Yeah. No, they've alleged, yeah. I mean, here's the issue for her is, yeah. depending upon how toxic or contentious this, uh, this divorce is, Jason could merely say, I'm going to drag this thing out. You want to get elected oh, in the fourth. Yeah. This story will not get to leave. And I don't know if that's a plus or a minus, but, you know, for a third degree assault charge, and that's what the story suggests, it's a misdemeanor. It's punishable by at most jail. It used to be up to two years, but then the legislature, of course, freaked out that anything over 365 days could result in somebody being deported. So they lowered all the penalties. Um because that seemed reasonable. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. right. Um, that's not a great Just lower the punishment. <laughs> yeah, we can't prevent not? the crime, but let's oh, not make it yeah. sting as much. That's obviously going to make it better. It is likely that that case could be brought to trial before November or resolved. Oh, wow. Now, my presumption is if the guy doesn't have a criminal history, the DA's out in the 9th Judicial District, that's Garfield County, where this thing is housed. They probably offer him something typical first time DV offense, something like this, probably offer him a deferred judgment or something like that. But the guy could say, no, no, I want my day in court and yeah. they will give him his day in court. And and I don't know if you put pressure on Bobert by doing that. And again, I'm trying to, in my mind, at the speed of light here, trying to rationalize yeah. what's the play here, because for him, it doesn't make him look good either. Right. If he's out there defending a case. But he could force her on the stand, right? Like, he yeah. could turn this into a bit of a service. Me, the but play is that is, good for her or bad? Yeah, the play for me is it submarines him. It, 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 what, it her. It, it's, it's bringing a story that is negative into the press at a time in which it gives the other candidates possibly, um, you know, other ammunition, other things to uh, raise concerns about. Is Can we have this type of a person representing us? And that, that's what yeah, it would but, be. But she's a victim. Do you oh, think yeah. that, I mean, that becomes the narrative. Is that, oh, she's a victim. Yeah, that's a good point. That it's the victim side of it. Um, however, um, it depends on his story, etc. He was like, I didn't go there. But, you know, when she starts running her mouth and, and like, oh, wait a minute. Hang on. Yeah. And, and so I don't know how it's going to play out. Yeah, but the idea of stringing it out. Yeah. I don't know. And is keeping her in the press help or hurt? It's on yeah. the Western Slope, but her name's out there. And, you know, we had Richard Holtorf in yesterday, yep. the minority whip. Does he want to see her name in the paper anymore? Because, honestly, name ID is a big part of this. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm I'm happy for her that oh, it turned yeah. out the way it did just because, I, you know, she's always been nice to me. I, I really have no reason to be opposed to her as a person or, or – Anything else? I just I, I want to see I want to see the fourth congressional district end up being the best represented district in the state. No offense to anybody else, but I don't yeah. care about any of you else, right? The <laughs> yeah. way I care about me. So uh, we'll see about that. There's uh, another development too, yeah. and our good friend Alexa texted that in. We did that story about Lloyd Austin yesterday. Oh yes, yes. Did you see the development on that? Uh, no. What? Uh, came just... came out now and yeah. has announced he actually has. Prostate cancer. Oh, yeah, I did see that. Yeah, that he's got prostate cancer. And again, yeah, but why didn't you tell anybody? Seems, not only that, seems... but the initial word was elective surgery. Yeah. And I'm like, 
is that elective surgery yeah. when you have your prostate jiggled with? Exactly. Is that, or, or is that? Or did, I mean, yeah. Did he? Did he not have? Was it something that? Hey, we can treat this this way, or we can do surgery. Then it becomes. Then it becomes elective. I believe. You know, the idea that hey, we can go through chemotherapy, we can do these type of treatments or surgery. Because I know someone that had uh, bladder cancer, and they said, oh, really? "Well, we can do this, this, or take your bladder." And so he did elective oh, surgery, God. and they took his bladder. Oh, my God. Yeah, because he was like, I'm not going to go through the sickness and the other stuff. So, yeah. I wonder, too, if there isn't something higher at work here, which is if the Secretary of Defense, during this time that we're actively engaged across the planet, is dealing with cancer and having procedures, if this isn't part of the – I don't know why you don't tell the president, but I get why you don't tell the world. You know what I mean? Like, I can see them oh, saying yeah, yeah. maybe we don't signal that our head war maker guy – is under the knife because things are going wrong down south of the yeah, equator. Yeah. I, I can see that. I can't see not telling the president, but the rest of it, okay. And then how it leaks out is interesting. But now that's turned, it's gone from disc, you know, like elective surgery. Which I did you have a mole removed? Now it's turned into something like this dude is having procedures done to save his life. Not emergency, yeah. but save his life. And then he has complications from it, and they have to roll him back in. It's like, well, what's going on out there? Yeah. And oddly enough, I've seen um, people, not, not anything serious, but people float the idea of wanting to impeach him over it. Not Biden. Oh, But the Secretary of Defense. Already. And, yeah. And, again, for me. Stop yeah, already. I know. For me, the person and, and people that were involved in it, uh, I, I felt like they were just flailing children. They were like, we just need to impeach somebody. I just wanted yeah, that's impeachment. How, that's what it feels like anymore. Yeah. We got to get somebody. Yeah, we got to get we somebody. Couldn't we couldn't get my orcas. Now yeah. it's just, can we impeach Hunter Biden? Yeah, exactly. Like, well, can we impeach no, anybody? No, yeah. he's not in there yet. Yeah. And isn't that kind of funny? Someone put him in the cabinet. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Isn't that kind of funny, though, the, the Hunter Biden thing? And, again, I'm finding a lot of uh, uh, schadenfreude with the uh, machinations over Hunter Biden and how angry we are that he did not um, honor the congressional subpoena, which would have been great, except for the— the people complaining about it decided to ignore congressional subpoenas in their own yeah. time. So it's, that's the only thing is it's like, the, guys, and I'm wondering if you're in that role and you're subpoenaed by the people you don't like on the other party. And you're like, no, I'm going to not go because they are doing the whatever the hell it is. You know, when you have the lever of powers, they're going to do the same thing. Right. And, and so now I think we have just started a new cycle, which is going to be fantastic. Uh, one of the great cycles we have right now is trying to shut down the government every every year that we're still working on. We got nine days. Uh, yeah. Hold your yeah. Um, hold your breath there. It's a looming threat. Yeah. But now it's now it's going to be the idea that we are just going to ignore all the subpoenas. That's going to be that is what the the investigative power of Congress is going to be moot in the next five to six years, in my opinion, because nobody's going to honor the subpoenas because it doesn't matter because it, people get people ignore them. They don't get charged. It, it, it really doesn't matter. So, yeah, Congress's investigative power is really. Well, really they're talking about holding Hunter in contempt and we'll see what that turns yeah. into. But so what? Who's who's going who's to uh, charge? I, him? I can't imagine. No, but no, George, I just who's can't gonna imagine him, why. Who's going to charge him? Uh, contempt of court, I think, can be. I think that's you DOJ. know what, his dad. Yeah, and that's the problem. Remember, and that's that's the issue. I think his dad's going to do it. If if we believe that that Biden's DOJ is weaponized Special and only prosecutor. going after, yeah, if they're going to go that, then Biden doesn't get charged. Not not at all. And and that's part of the idea you have uh, that we should really talk about if we want to put 
individuals in charge. And I think it's not for this morning, but you want to put in people that are loyal to you in charge at the DOJ. And what does that mean by removing their independence? That's vitally important. I know that everybody thinks, I, yes, we can finally go after the yeah, bad guys, the guys so that have been doing out. this to us. The thing for me is, no, 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 you're not understanding. What it means is it means that the executive branch becomes extrajudicial. They no longer are constrained by any rule of law because if they control the Department of Justice, they don't get charged for anything. They can do whatever they want, and the DOJ can't charge them for anything. The Congress can do all they want and make all the laws they want, but if the DOJ doesn't enforce it, it doesn't matter. And the courts can make oh, all I, the rulings speak, they want. Speaking of that, and if the you, DOJ doesn't enforce you're it, you're describing it. You're describing it maybe an organization that can operate with impunity or. Yes. In the case of the story I'm trying to dovetail into, immunity, did you see yes. one of the arguments advanced by <laughs> Trump's attorneys yes. at, the, uh, at the appellate thing? Yes, that killing is okay. Murder what is are just you fine. talking about? Yeah. One of the, uh, and if I get this wrong, fine. man, correct me, but yeah. w- one of the appellate judges asked Trump's attorney, listen, uh, hypothetically here, if the president wanted to use SEAL Team 6 to assassinate one of his political rivals, uh, does that seem to be okay? Is it? A, is there immunity for that? Yeah. And the guy basically says, well, yeah, unless he's impeached for it and convicted yeah. by Congress, then yes. Yeah, <laughs> thought, and, yeah. and this what? is... What are you talking about? This is how laughably stupid that is. And again, this is a person that is getting paid a lot of money that went to school like you did to become the law-talking guy. So this person, I just I cannot believe they are this stupid. Um, and they're obviously, they, they can't be making this argument in good faith. Uh, but the idea being is, you know, his well, restraint well, restra- was. I, okay. I don't want him to be, yeah. I don't want him to be stupid, but oh, yeah, what if stupid. this guy is like, it's true for me to <laughs> stick to the principle that I'm advocating, I can't let there be an exception. Because yeah. the exception, that would be an incredible yeah. exception. Here, here's the I thing. cannot acknowledge an exception. So he's just like, yes, that's true. If, if you are advocating, <laughs> if you are advocating a point that allows that type of a, a loophole or a problem, oh you're stupid. You, you picked the wrong argument. Uh, that's why I'm saying you're stupid. And you're not arguing good faith. Because you have picked such a bone headed stupid argument that even a fourth grader would look at that and go that seems stupid and and, and the reason being this that i understand the caveat that the lawyer was trying to do and say well you know he's got to be impeached by congress and unless congress does this and convicts him yeah huh now if he can shoot his political rival how many people do you think he can shoot in congress how many because if we've already okayed the fact I, that he can take out the political rival. It's just insane. If, yes. So the idea being that he can just look at the Congress people in, in the Senate that have said, yes, I'm going to vote to impeach. And he's like, Psh, hey, SEAL team, got another job for you. That's all he has to do. That's it. Yeah. Because nobody can charge I, but, him. But, yeah, or, again, or he can I kill somebody ex- and then resign because he can't be impeached after he's resigned. So he could literally oh, stab somebody to death on live television oh, man. and could- then go, I'm out of here, bitches, and leave. And nothing. He can walk yeah, around a free man. He could go final twenty minutes really? of. Uh, he could go final twenty minutes of the Godfather. Yeah. You know, exactly. I mean? all yeah. our all yep. our debts were settled, and then punch out. But yeah. I don't expect the president would use SEAL Team <laughs> Six for that. I know. But, question mark. Yeah. But but again, it's a good um, anything short of that. It, but but here's the exchange. This is in the article. One of the judges asked Sauer. That's the name of the the attorney for Trump. Yeah. Could a president who ordered SEAL Team Six to assassinate a political rival and is not impeached? Would he be subject to criminal prosecution? Trump's attorney, if he were impeached and convicted first. (laughs) Yeah, which is which again, think about that. He's saying that in order to be charged with a crime, 
we have to have the political process, the political process, determine guilt first. That's what we need. We need to have the politics determine guilt before we do the criminal stuff. Huh? What if we don't, to, to your point, what if we don't find out he did it until after he leaves office? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you or, know what I mean? Like, but as soon as we find out. If you're on active yeah. duty. It, yeah. I'll keep going. Ahead. I was going to say, if, you have, if you're on active duty and you commit some sort of malfeasance or an act and then you retire, you retire before it's, they can always bring you back on orders. But you can't do that with a president. You can't be like, that's it. We're bringing you back just for the purpose of impeaching yeah. you. So yeah. are we setting up an, an opportunity here? for a president not only to just commit a whole bunch of crimes and pop smoke but anything less than murder and i don't expect him to commit murder question mark but um what if he did something else anything else as long as he leaves office first that's it i'm on base i'm safe yeah that's exactly it yeah they've created base and so they're completely safe and and if you think that this is absolutely this and okay and and i have to be i'm a little embarrassed that this was a national show that i was listening to driving home after bar trivia last night on a competing network. So it's not us. wasn't on the, on the yeah. Mighty KNUS. It was on another talk radio station here in town. And the host was like, well, it's obvious he has full immunity. I can't believe the Supreme Court would agree to anything else. It is obvious he has to have immunity. And then he uh, enumerated on his interpretation. Wow, that was, it's like, really? It's because the thing that he failed to realize in his whole motivation was well, finally, we can get back at the Democrats for all the stuff that they do. Hang on. If this is true and Trump has absolutely immunity and they rule on it now, that's Joe Biden's get out of jail free card. He can do whatever he wants because the courts have already said that. So wait, wait just a minute before you argue that the president has absolute immunity for what he does in office. Consider who's in the office first. You damn oh, yeah. mouth breathers. Figure yeah, yeah. this out. He's first. got his hands on the wheel. I mean, come on. Listen, there's part of this immunity argument that is legitimate for me, and that is you cannot have a president fear acting and palsied in acting from the fear that once he retires, he goes to a place where some politically motivated prosecutors, and we've seen those on both sides of the aisle, uh, engage him as some sort of act of political revenge. You can't have that either, but if the answer is, hey— in order to provide that sort of certainty and freedom of decision-making and president, we have to just acknowledge that if he were to do something really, really horrific and murderous, unless he were impeached for it before he left office, it's just kind of like you're scot-free. In fact, that reminds yeah. me of a game from, uh, it, it, it was a uh, parody game that showed up on the movie, I think, Kentucky Fried Chicken, and it was called oh, wow. Scott Free. Okay. And it's like a, they show the family around the table, and they, yeah. they say, you've been charged with assassinating the president. And it looks like it's <laughs> Dallas, you know, you're at the book. Oh, my God. And they're like, roll the dice. Do you get found out, or is there a Zapruder film? You know, that kind oh, of thing. Oh, my gosh. You are Scott <laughs> Free. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it I love feels that. like that's what we're setting up. I want to play that game. <laughs> <laughs> Utter, utter awfulness. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, But those are stories I want to talk about with yeah. folks, too. I'd love to get their feedback on this because this is kind of independent of Trump, right? Like the, it feels like it's a Trump discussion because it's Trump's attorney and they're talking in front of a, a court of appeals. on it. But this is much bigger than that. This is just picture any president you've ever, ever loathed and mistrusted and ask yourselves, do I want to arm that person with the ability to do literally anything they want? And, and as long as they're not impeached, immunity for it, scot-free. I mean, if you can answer the question, yes, I'd be down with that. 
Oh, yeah. We're not on the same page. There's no, just no way I would ever sign up for that. Yeah, there's no way. There's no way because it just it it, it basically gives the person that is in that uh, presidential seat unlimited power. And the idea being, if you're like, oh no no, there will be some constraints. Okay, uh, the president just decides, nope, we're suspending elections. We're not having any more elections. What you going to do? What do you possibly do at that point about it? You got nothing. There's Someone nothing says, you can do. But is it Trump's attorney's fault for answering or the judge's fault for asking? I think the asking the question is important because you're constantly testing what are the extremes of this opinion if we were to adopt this. Our friend Corey texted in SEAL Team 6 would refuse the illegal order. I think that's probably true, too. That's a great point. But I think the thread there is could he find somebody, a mercenary, to go out and assassinate a rival? Or could he himself do it? Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean and then we, somehow we do, have, we do have current and former military members that have been charged with their role on January 6th. So those individuals may be more amenable to that task, saying, you know, they get called into the Oval Office. Here, I have something for you. You need to take this very special, you know, very special presidential uh, secret sniper rifle that I'm pushing across the table here to you and go kill Nancy Pelosi. I mean, that's, you know, that, that's in theory, you could get some of those people to buy into it and say, yes, absolutely. I need to do that to defend the American, you know, democracy. Because somebody, right now, yeah. oh, sorry, somebody texted in, didn't Obama use a drone to kill an American citizen that was never brought up on charges? I believe he, I, I think I know what you're talking about. I believe it was a terrorist abroad who was actively engaging in planning terrorist activities. Uh, there's no requirement yeah. that just because you're an American citizen that we got to drag you back here and put you in front of a jury. No. It's not like he just uh, went after Steve at Central Park. No. That's, that's yeah. not it. Right, yeah. right, right. I mean, yeah, that's th- this right. wasn't a good dude, and the pers- any person is involved in crimes, and there is no, at that point, uh, you do not have any um, you know, recommendation or guarantee of due process. Sorry. And, and I understand the argument that certain terrorist activities, depending upon where they're committed, may fall under the pur- purview of some sort of a local criminal jurisdiction. But there's also an aspect of this that is you are making war on America. I don't think we're obligated to try to make sure that you uh, – you get your day in court before we take care of you on the battlefield. Even if the battlefield is your apartment room and you're doing it all from your computer, I, I don't think that that's necessary, but yeah, what do I know? Yeah. Uh, another one says uh, Biden's not in charge. I said, well, there's that. It says, well, hold on to your hats, boys. Wait till Biden gives all these illegals amnesty and gives them the right to vote this year. That couldn't happen. Uh, no, he doesn't that's, have the that's authority impossible. to do that. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it's really important to address this because it is a rumor that runs around, and it is impossible. That is not something he could functionally do. So the people that are telling you he's going to do that are lying to you. You really should run that through your filter when you're looking at your sources of information. Anybody that is telling you that is something Biden's going to do or planning is lying to you. They're not being honest with you, so you really should take that into consideration. There's a lot of uh, a lot of speculation about some massive authorities that presidents have to do certain things. The proof is yeah. this, man: if 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 you think this guy with the stroke of a pen can grant amnesty and the right to vote to these people, how is it he can't even forgive student loans? Right, yeah. like he gets taken to court and punched in the face over that. Not in totality, but in the ones where he oversteps his. Authority. Here's one. Uh, or Biden could have SEAL Team Six take Trump 
to a black site and waterboard him with Diet Coke until he says he's sorry for keeping classified documents in his bathroom. I, lo- I love the addition of Diet Coke. That is fantastic. That, that, is, that, that makes another layered that, – that is a really good storytelling addition. That is fantastic. I, I, thumbs up on that one. Nicely done. Yeah, I love the, the, the listeners are certainly yeah. creative on this. There, there's so much of this to talk about, and, and we will as we push forward, but we still have enough time to get done. I think the newly sponsored Thorpe Report and you choose yes. the news. So yeah, maybe we should break away, give Billy a chance to do his yoga poses. I think he does downward dog before he hops back on the microphone. And and by the way, I have the green screen up, Billy, but I only see the green screen. Like, I don't know if oh. I'm supposed to do something with Lewis or not, but we went with this. If you're watching the Rumbles or the YouTube, we got this fancy green screen thing so that I can appear to be talking to you from inside Lloyd Austin's hospital room. Um, and now it's just a green screen. So I, I don't know. I want to do the thing like they do on Whose Line Is It Anyway and put random scenes behind you that don't make any sense. Yeah, like, I'd you like know, that. People like crashing or you know things like that, getting attacked by sharks. I'd love it. Or a movie. We could yes. just put me into The Godfather, you know, yes. the final scenes as we talk about it. So we'll, we'll figure that out. Uh, listen, stick around. We're going to be back for the Thorpe Report, and you choose the news. It's George Brockler, 710 KNUS. George Brockler back with you here, 710 KNUS. If you're looking at the YouTube or the Rumbles, we're now accessing some of the... I didn't realize it was on me, Lewis. Forgive me. I put up one of those standard background things. Um, it's just weird looking because my head still, it's less blurred out, but the microphone... The microphone you, disappears. Just, <laughs> That's like fantastic. I don't really understand. That is a wonderful feature. That is not a bug. That is a feature. (laughs) I'm going to try to figure out a way to put myself on the Death Star uh, while we're at a break Oh, absolutely. But, um, hey, listen, no time to lose. we got to get to the now, and this is a magical thing, the now-sponsored segment called uh, The Thorpe Report with BTs. Oh, this is so amazing. We are proudly sponsored by Layer Fireplace in Patty Hill. If you're looking for something that's going to keep you warm this winter, fireplaces they're going to take care of you and then when we roll into spring you got to make sure you get the outside taken care of as well layer fireplace and patio they've got an amazing selection and are going to take care of you as long as you don't tell them you heard about it here i'm just saying it's just <laughs> not a recommendation <laughs> yes it is okay here we go sarah denver could see its first below zero readings this season this weekend we're getting arctic air rolling into colorado temperature is likely to stay in the teens saturday and sunday here's some fun forecasted lows thursday we could get to seven below Three below by Friday uh, and one on, oh, no, sorry. It's just a a marginal seven. Seven, three, minus one by Saturday. Why do you put a dash and then, idiots, sorry. Maybe I should just be smarter. Uh, But minus eight on Sunday could be possible. And five degrees Monday morning as we all head back. Oh, I guess it's Martin Luther King Day. So also, we talked about it earlier. Jason Boebert, ex-husband of Republican Congresswoman Lauren Boebert, arrested yesterday, suspicion of misdemeanor assault after they got into a public altercation over the weekend. Again, bond set at $1,500. Do think it's interesting. Interesting that uh, a lot of the news stories uh, colored it a little bit differently as far as who was the aggressor. I yeah, just think that's did. interesting. Um, police in Denver looking for a hit-and-run driver involved in a fatal crash on New Year's Day. Two-vehicle crash happened around 4.51 in the afternoon. North Chambers Road, East 53rd Avenue is the location. Driver of a 2007 Dodge Grand Caravan was driving recklessly in the area prior to the crash, traveling north on Chambers, high rate of speed, and smash. Uh, suspect appears to have taken off on foot, and they are looking for him. Uh, one person injured in a fire in Aurora Residential Building yesterday afternoon, around 3 o'clock in the afternoon. They arrived at 17th Avenue and Oswego Street. There was a 
the fire crews. Within minutes, they found a three-story multifamily residential home, heavy smoke coming from the second floor. One person injured in the fire and taken to the hospital. So, yeah, oddly enough, it's normally garage or kitchen where those fires are going to start. So the idea that it is on the second floor is interesting. Um, According to data from the Office of Medical Examiner for the City and County of Denver, number of drug-related overdoses and deaths in 2023 is the highest ever recorded. Yeah, notice my shocked face. Mm, yeah, sure. Mm. Um, yeah, office reported 522 people died from an overdose in 2023, 342 deaths related to fentanyl. Comparison, 207 drug-related, drug-related deaths in 2018, 17 fentanyl. So from 2023, we've gone from, uh, in, in 2018, 17 fentanyl deaths, 2023, 342. Oh, holy smokes. Yeah, it's an issue, guys, and... We're so super excited that, you know. Holy yeah. crap. Luckily, the Democrats you know need got on board. safe injection yeah. Oh, that'll make it better. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing is we'll just be able to count the numbers more accurately. That's all it is. If we could just co-locate them with the medical examiner. You know, I yes. heard this the other day from some law enforcement folks. Um, yeah. The different medical examiner offices, the coroner's offices, have now had to hire extra personnel, honest to God, just to do yeah. all the increased drug-related deaths. They, they don't have enough people on staff to do them. That is that is one area where we do not want to see job growth. I'm just saying. I'm just trying to draw some nope. morals and equivalencies. Uh-uh. Yeah, um, yeah, it's absolutely silly. Um, also, we've got dozens of schools and synagogues across Colorado received bomb threats yesterday, prompted some of them to evacuate. FBI said numerous hoax bomb threats, but none of them, if you examine them, were really very serious. Um, so basically, there. That's uh, yeah. How can it be not serious? Like, well, it was a bomb threat, but it really wasn't that creative, so we didn't take yeah. it that seriously. I think seriously. it has to do with the details and where it comes from and a bunch of other stuff. I have a feeling that, you know, if it's just like, All right, there's a bomb and the bomb's going to explode today. Click. Oh, like, yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. So also, this is very interesting. We've got a problem uh, with Denver Health. According to the uh, CEO of Denver Health, they are in critical, at a critical, critical point based on finances. Uh, They say that the only safety net hospital that they have here in Denver, which provides care to patients who can't pay, well, they can't pay. Uh, The CEO says they're being forced to take drastic measures to meet financial demands as their uncompensated care continues to grow without other increases in funding. Uh, 78 inpatient beds for substance abuse. They've had to close at least 15 of them because they don't have the money. Now, what does it mean? In 2020, they lost 60 million from uncompensated care that doubled to 120 million two years later. In 2023... $136 $136 million in uncompensated care, $35 million of that coming from patients who live outside of Denver. I read into that migrants, but that's my own personal thing. All right, that's all right I got, Right below sir. you on the crawl here is the Thorpe yeah. Report brought to you by Lair Fireplace no. and Patio. Oh, I that, mean, that it's like, like you're mistake. an adult now. It's I like, know. That's, there's so much pressure. I don't, that's, wow. Listen, let's do, I don't, we've got to figure out a way to get a sponsor, a legit paying sponsor for You Choose the News, which is our next segment. Uh, we got to figure out a way to get Travis on that. Um, hey, listen, stick around. We're going to get back for the good stuff. It is called You Choose the News. George Brockler on The George Show, 710 KNUS. Uh, relatively new bumper music for us. I like it. I like it when it changes up. We'd be back in the saddle, George Brocker, with the George Show 710 KNUS. It is time, that magical time you've all set your watches for. It shows up at a different time every day. It's called You Choose the News. Uh, yes, sir, you are correct. It is time where we play everybody's favorite fake radio news game show, You Choose the News. Definitely not sponsored 
by Lair Fireplace and Patio. They want to be as far away from the silliness <laughs> as possible, so do not blame them for anything we are doing. All righty, as you know, we have scoured the interwebs for mere moments this morning for really stupid stories and given them dumb headlines to play this fake radio news game. All righty, sir, strap in. Here are your headlines. Location, location, boom. Headline number two, this doesn't make me feel safer. Headline number three, no more needles? And headline number four, just put on a sweater. Location, location, boom. This doesn't make me feel safer. Sweater. Ah. Sweater. Just put on a sweater. Here we're going to South Carolina for this one. Uh, we are meeting a elderly couple who I think obviously were recently fighting over who controls the thermostat inside of the house. Unfortunately, on Saturday, police came to the house and found a heater and the temperature was at 1,000 degrees. What? It was so hot inside the house, it killed the elderly couple. Oh, no. Yes. Yeah. The interior temperature of the home exceeded 120 degrees after they had opened the door and let it uh, all the cool air rush in for 20 minutes. So, yeah, they basically were sitting inside an oven. Yeah. That's so. amazing. I know. I, and How you know it was a fight. that hot? That's you know, crazy. Yeah, you know it was a fight. Someone was like, just put on a sweater. I'm going to thermostat. And dead. All righty. Uh, location, location, boom, doesn't make me feel safer, and no more needles. Boom. Location, location, boom! We are actually here in Colorado for this one. Lovely Bailey, Colorado. Uh, when Dave and Stephanie Knott bought their beautiful house in Bailey a little more than six years ago, they thought we have found it. It is location, 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 not realizing that also many automobiles were going to find the, auto- the house as well. In the six years they have owned the house, six people have crashed into their property. What? Yes, six oh, cars I saw in a picture six, of yes, this. Six cars it, it, in six it, years. Yes. The, the amazing picture was they actually put a metal post in the ground yes. to protect the corner, and the yeah. car went right by it. Yes, went right by it. Yeah. In <laughs> fact, he said recently he heard a boom. He knew exactly what it was. He looked out. He was upstairs above the garage. He looked out the window, and he said, I saw a car sticking sideways out of my house. <laughs> that is not something you want to observe, <laughs> just in general. Oh, my wow. goodness. Yeah, maybe well, it's hard more. to I don't resell. Know. Yeah. Uh, okay, this doesn't make me feel safer. No more needles. Needles? No more needles. This one, it's, rather than being silly, this is about a medical breakthrough. We are one step closer to reducing the need for round-the-clock insulin injections. There's been a scientific breakthrough by the science hippies, you know, the people in the white coats, um, getting pancreatic ductal progenitrate cells, easy for me to say, uh, to give rise to tissue linings in the pancreas ducts. The issue is they've got a drug that is tricking the cells to start replicating and producing their very own insulin yet again. This is groundbreaking because... Because wow. you're not adding it into the body. You're actually teaching the cells to start manufacturing it themselves again. And huh. so far, in, in early tests, it is huge. We are still years away from this making it to market. But this is amazing. I throw rocks at the science hippies all the time. This is one, gentlemen. I salute you. And Willies, thank you so much for doing that one. Well, that's all we got, sir. And uh, unfortunately, we don't have time for the real, uh, you know, uh, you know, a sponsor for today. So that's it. You choose the news. Stupid stories. I'm a loser. George is the winner. Uh, back to you, sir. Here comes our How much time music. we get left, man? Uh, 20 seconds. Oh, 30 from now. Yeah. 30 from now. Okay, well, listen, fantastic work, by the way. Uh, let me say this. This next segment, it's special. We don't normally have thespians on, but we're going to have an actor on at the 7 o'clock hour. His name's Dave Oleski. He's the acting special agent in charge of the DEA out here in the Rocky Mountain Field Division. We're going to talk about a lot of things going on you may not be aware of. Stick around. George Brockler, 710 KNUS.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.